You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After the Jack. I'm your host here at the Shepherd and News, Ty Lamar, and with me as usual, uh, Ash Williamson. Ash, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for having me back for another week and uh, getting closer to Christmas. A couple of rounds left, but uh, plenty of good bowls still to be played. Yes, certainly is. And uh, Brian Isbitt's uh, in the studio, fresh off uh, another stirring midweek performance, I'm sure. Uh, Brian, uh, you found your way to the, the Shep News all right today? I did. Uh, I lost me lost my car keys after getting home from bowls. I won't say how many stubbies I had, but I found them in a place. I had to sit back and I'm not, I haven't quite got Alzheimer's yet, which is good. So you should have looked where your marbles were, Brian. You might have found both of them. I might have too. <laughs> or uh, don't uh, don't drink and drive too, listeners. If uh, if you are uh, consider just don't listen to Brian mostly. <laughs> I mean, maybe counterintuitive to a, a podcast where he's one third of the hosting duties, but uh, <laughs> I think our listeners understand that, don't they? Ash? Yeah. Yep. I think uh, I think it'll be better off next week. Now, roaming Brian's uh, got another one in the bank. Uh, Brian, what do we what do we got for the listeners this afternoon? Yes. Uh, when I played in the mixed pairs at uh, Hilltop with Mavis Marshall from Rushworth, uh, we won our section. We went on and had a buy in the first knockout round and we watched Samantha Atkinson and Toby Wallace from Druin Bowling Club. And Samantha, or she known better known as Sam or Sammy, she progressed to the knockout round against us and we met the Monday night at... Uh, Park. Park, and I took the liberty of getting an interview with her after the second game at Hilltop. She's in the Victorian team and I thought it would be nice to have a nice, young, bright personality on the show. And she was very impressive the night that um, you played her, Brian. uh, Wasn't the greatest conditions and you did go off for a lightning delay, but um, certainly when she came back it was like they'd never been off the green and I guess that's probably the hallmark of... You know, a state squad calibre player that um, doesn't matter what conditions, they're usually around the mark. Yeah, she played third to Lisa Phillips in the last series, who's a renowned bowler who's performed well at the Vic Open in uh, previous years. And uh, I reckon she will skip in the immediate future. All right, let's get into it. After the Jack, and it's Brian Nisbet over at Hilltop in the first day of the Victorian Open. 2022-23 and it's with much pleasure I've got the opportunity to interview Samantha Atkinson from Druin Bowling Club. Samantha's been on the scene for a long time, uh, very promising junior and I won't ask her age because <laughs> she's a lady but um, I'm she, <laughs> she's actually playing in Druin with an old mate of mine from East Shep, they'll bring back a few memories. Uh, Les Firth and Mary Firth at that club. They went up to Tura Beach from Shepparton and uh, she knows Les very well. So, yeah, um, welcome to the program, Samantha. Thanks so much for having me, Brian. It's great to be here. Now, who introduced you to bowls? My whole family. It's a family affair. So my grandparents both played as well as my parents and even my younger brother has taken up the game as well. My grandparents have got a bit older and have got some illness now so I've had to step away but my first year I was fortunate enough to bowl with them all in the same rink 
on Saturday Pennant. So that was my introduction and absolutely loved it. And Still where, a family affair. Where was that, Druin? At Druin, yep. At Druin. Yep. That was about six or seven years ago, so still fairly new into my career, I would say. You've only been playing that long. Yeah. I thought it might be a bit longer. So how long have you been in the stateside for? Uh, this was my first year being selected to represent Victoria. So yes. Very surprised when I got the main mention. Um, I was playing third to Lisa Phillips in my, my, my debut. Okay. And uh, have you got a coach down at Druin? Uh, well, Dad has always been my coach, um, technically, but I have um, been, had the privilege of going down and having a few sessions with Mark Cowan of recent um, yeah, down at Sunbury Bowls yeah. Club. Yeah, so that's been good. And what's the best thing about bowls? That anybody can play and it's fun no matter what the outcome. Yeah, true. And just look at the green today. 25, sunny, not a breath of air. Yeah, it's couldn't, magic. Couldn't be better. It? And how long have you been playing with Toby? Toby's surname? Toby Wallace. Wallace, yeah. yeah we yeah. started in the same year, actually, so came to the club at the same time. He came from Warrigal. He'd done a year at Warrigal, but came yeah. to Drew in the same year as me. And, yeah, we've pretty much been playing alongside each other. We've both been skipping our Saturday Division 1 side. Um, yeah, great guy. So you must have showed a lot of promise as a junior. <laughs> well, you've called me a junior now. Um, oh. <laughs> I actually, that's one of my biggest regrets. So I was a competitive swimmer originally. Yes. Um, so that's sort of my athletic background. But if I had the chance again, I would have left swimming earlier and picked up bowls as an under 18. Yes. Um, that would have that would have been my goal, just to sort of get into the development a bit earlier. Um, yeah. Well, we had a great bowler here called Jessie Uber from mm -hmm. Tatura. And she won the championship at 14. And she gave bowls away in her early 20s. Mm. Now she's a star at a block, or she won the block with her partner, Norm, and uh, she's a top DJ up in the Gold Coast somewhere. Oh, wow, handy. But Stacey Collier is still playing. She was the under-25 world champion. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so... And this is your first time the Shepparton? Uh, no, I've been to the Vic Open. I think this is, well, my fifth year since my first one, but obviously we've had a, a gap or two for COVID. Yep. Um, and actually I've played here at Tatura before. We were running the other way, but yeah, the greens are as good now as they were back then. Yeah. The um, front green here where we are, situated, it's running a bit better freer than yes. the back one. Yeah. But that's been all re sewed and everything so Murray Murray start the greenkeeper here I'll give him a pat on the back he Absolutely. likes he likes any um, plaudits he can get and um, he definitely deserves them from the way he's prepared the greens oh especially given the weather they're in immaculate condition all things considered so yeah you can um, this would be running about 16, 16 wouldn't it yep. and yep. the other one probably 14 yeah that'd pull it up probably now where do you play your next game you've won your two Mix so far with Toby Wallace, yep. Samantha. Yeah, we've got. Uh, I did one year a couple of years ago down at Caulfield Park playing in the Premier side. So our last game in the section is actually against an old friend, Gary Lasky. Um, so we've got that after lunch, and then we'll wait and see what happens thereafter. Hopefully, a knockout or two. So you played? Did you play with? Um, trying to think of a name, Mary Ann Canute. It was Mary Spicer down at Caulfield South. That name doesn't ring a bell the year I was there. It was about two years ago. Yeah, oh, she's probably probably went to Moama by then. Yeah. Yeah, she was a top bowler. 
But no, yeah, shout out to Caulfield Park Alma. They were very welcoming and loved my year down there. That was great. But um, just because of physical locality of where I was living, chose to go back to Druin. Um, and yeah, really enjoying being with family. I guess that's the main reason I got into it. So main reason I still like it today. Oh, that's great. And you're a professional person. What do you do? What do you do for a job? Oh, work-wise, um, yes. I'm a people and culture manager. So at Fonterra, I um, okay. support a number of their sites. So Darnham, Bayswater, and uh, Richmond. Yes. Um, they're, they're a big FMC dairy company. You don't so. come up to Stanhope. <laughs> I don't. There's one in Stanhope and Copton, but yes, no, yeah. no. No. Um, yeah, they're pretty well known around here, Fonterra. Yes. There's a few bowls from Stanhope are employed there. Yes, yeah, no, great company to work for. And they're giving a good milk price now, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. If only you were a dairy farmer now. Top of the range. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you enjoy your job. I and, do. Um, and I do. bowls is your passion away from work. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I need I need to use all my annual leave to go and uh, do bowls, basically. <laughs> And did you, did you, sorry, did you do state trials to get selected? I did, yeah. So a couple of years ago, they introduced City vs Country. Yes. So they field um, three ranks of girls for a countryside and three ranks of girls for a city side. Um, I've been selected in that, yeah, for the last two years. And then, yeah, this last year I got picked for the, the open women's side. So, yeah, so I said very, very surprised but thrilled. Yeah. So how many tests did you play? Uh, I only played the one test against uh, Tassie. Mm -hmm. And then we did go up to play New South Wales at Moama, but I was actually in their sort of under-25 development squad. Okay. Um, yeah, but hopefully get back in the open side next year. So you know Olivia Cartwright? I do know Olivia and Sophie. She's uh, just been named as a pathway jackaroo. She yes. bowls at Sunbury. She was playing in the women's side. Yeah, I think we I saw Sophie. Sophie was playing up at Moama, I think. I saw her play up there in the regional side. Yes, yes. yes yeah, yeah, they got through into the grand final. She's at Ship Park today, I think, in her yeah, mixed. Yeah. Well, look, Samantha, thank you very much for giving up your time and good luck for the rest of the Vic Open and especially in the mixed pairs of Toby Wallace today. Yeah, no worries. Thanks so much for your time, Brian, and wishing you all the best in your campaign as well. Thank you very much. You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. And welcome back to After the Jack, another wonderful uh, example of interviewing from uh, Roaming Brian there, wouldn't you say, Ash? Yeah, she uh, spoke really well, Samantha Atkinson, really pleasant person by the sounds of it, Brian. I don't think she, she well, you probably both didn't know at the time that you'd you'd win your sections and eventually come up against each other in the knockout. Um, what, what was the mood like when you came up against her after you'd done the interview then? Well, when they rang me up to play, I was in bed, mate, so <laughs> I was feeling a bit tired after a big day at Avenal, uh, Avenal at Nagambi. Yep. I'm glad I wasn't at Avenal, but um, Nagambi was a pretty rough old day, the wind and everything else, and yep. I said, I'm going to get a bit of a – I'm going to have an early night, and then they rang up and said, you got to play your game early. Yep. you got to come down to Shep Park, so – Ah oh, well, at least you at least you had a nice uh, pairing to play against, and uh, yeah, no, yeah, I was played so in good spirits. Yeah, no, she bowled very, very well. Um, and, uh, so did Toby. They deserved to um, win, no doubt. And they went on and just got um, beaten. Oh, they got convincingly beaten by the great man Matty Flapper and 
his partner, Merle Richardson, from Ocean Grove in the next round. Yeah, look, and um, interesting to hear her talk about, you know, she hasn't been playing that long, but obviously she's a uh, pretty naturally gifted uh, sports sports person. Uh, she said she was a swimmer before that, but um, hasn't taken her long to pick up bowls and, and find her way into the Open Vic squad. Um, and, and she was skipping and Toby was leading, even though they both skipped for, their, the, for the draw and pennant side. So uh, obviously she's quite highly rated. No, she's a very good player, and she'll go a long way. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought she was a chance to win the uh, to win the singles. Yeah, well, I think she yeah. made the semis there, but so um, died. But the eventual winner put her out. Yes, from, and yeah, yeah. yeah uh, uh, from RBC was it? I think. Yeah, and I think um, with the Open going to Terrellgan, she'd have to be a big sniff there, basically on her back doorstep with um, yeah. being from Druin. So well, she can't wait for that too. I was talking the other day. She can't wait for the. The Vic Open to be run down in Gippsland in March. Yeah. And I'll, she'll be a key player for won't, sure. Won't be any travel commitments for her anyway. No, so will be good. Um, should we review uh, Saturday pennant, Brian, from the weekend just gone? Yes, I'll kick off with uh, review of round seven weekend pennant, uh, the completion of the first round. Uh, when I say that, we've got a... A make-up. A, a make-up for the first round that was... Um, was washed out. That'll be played on December the twentieth. Yep. Um, Avonall defeated Alex by twenty-four. Violet Town defeated Eildon by ten. Rushworth defeated Seymour by seventeen. In Division Seven, seven that was Division yep. Seven. Division Six. Chef Golf defeated Park by ten. Stanhope defeated Kai by one. In a great match. Yay defeated Dookie by 42. Yarrow defeated Marupna by 22. And Division 5, Alex defeated Colbo by 49, the match of the day. Uh, Dookie defeated Tad Hilltop by 31. Eildon defeated East by 58. Big margin. Yeah. Merrigan received a forfeit from Seymour VRI. And Murchison... Defeated Marupna Golf by 23. Division 4, th- this was a big result, I thought, over at Seymour. Shep Park victorious by 17 shots, 16 points to 2, which is a big bounce back from the previous round by Park. Puts him back close to the top four. Kyabram defeated Tat Hilltop by 61 in a clean sweep. East defeated Tally by 45, also a clean sweep. And Seymour VRI far too good for your role by 41, 18-0. So the four... There seems to be a, a, a clear sort of top couple emerging here. Kai, VRI, Yaroa and Tat Hilltop round out the four, but certainly Park's win against Seymour will nudge them closer to, to breaking into that top bracket. Division three, Rushworth had a pretty tight win over Stanhope by 11 shots, 15 points to three. Nagambi, uh, too good for Avenal by nine shots, 16-2. Seymour back on the winner's list after losing to Nagambi the previous week. Defeated Marupna only by seven shots, 16 points to two. And Park had a good win against Shep Golf by 15 shots, 16 points to two. Great to see a good mate of mine, Peter Cross, filling in for Shep Park, skipping there. Um, played against Johnny Dagger. The, 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 the difference in the rink was one shot with two ends to play. And Peter Cross's rink picked up a seven and a five to win that rink by 13. So uh, well done to him. The four at the moment, Seymour still on top. And <coughs> sorry, excuse me. And no doubt they'll keep improving with some players coming back from different things. Stanhope second, Nagambi third, Rushworth fourth, um, and then the likes of Park and Golf breathing down their neck there to try and get into the top half. 
Division two, Park, the upset of the round, beat the well-fancied Shep Golf by eight shots, 16 points to two. Calvin Rogash had a good win over John Hallam there, uh, and that's Golf's second loss in a row after losing the tally the previous week. So, um, yeah, good result for Park there after losing by about 50 shots to Urala the week before, so a huge turnaround. Kyabram thrashed Tad Hilltop by 63 shots in a clean sweep. East replaced Tally in the four by defeating them by 25 shots, 16 points to two. And Yaroa backed up its good win against Shep Park, won by 18 over Marupna Golf, 16 points to two. Ken Sutcliffe in his 600th game of pennant uh, skipped a 25-13 win over Lionel Blake. Yeah, well done, Suddy. Uh, big, big win in a milestone game and uh, a wonderful achievement as we've touched on. The top four there, Kai, they look to be going really well in Division 2, particularly with their added depth in Division 1. It's just given them a nicely balanced side. Shep Golf's uh, dropped their last two. They're, they're in second spot. Yaroa's in third, and East, as previously mentioned, have replaced Tally in fourth. But very tight Division 2 ladder at this stage, uh, and we'll probably know more after everyone's played each other at least once. Brian, onto the Alan Matheson Shield. Yeah, Division 1, weekend pennant. Kai defeated East by 39 on Friday, Friday night. Um, the star of the show, I thought, uh, was Jack Spencer, who won by 13 shots over former East skipper and Jeff Beatty, highly credentialed player. And Jack was only second game skipping for East, former player at Nagambi. Yeah. I played with him down there. I played third for him in Division 1 in, I think, a three three matches and... He's had, he's had a few years off the game, though, Brian, hasn't he's he? He's had four years off. Yeah. And um, he, he got a job at the Seymour Club and he had to work Saturday. So, yep. So Bowles was out of the question. He couldn't um, – the same situation happened up here, but we won't get into that. He's got a new job now and he can play Saturday. He's certainly proving handy for East Shepparton anyway. Yeah, and the great – the GOAT won his rink pretty comfortably and so did uh, – the other two skippers... Cartwright and Rayner. Cartwright and Rayner had big wins. But Alex Marshall, for those uh, listeners who don't know what you're talking about when you just say the GOAT, Brian, uh, 31-14 over Kevin Cox. Because we could have been talking about you, Brian. Oh, you could have been. <laughs> GOAT in other aspects. Um, Park by 43 over Tad Hilltop. Uh, I actually picked Park to win this, so I didn't expect the margin. No. But... Um, well done, Shep Park, and it amazes me. Uh, Hilltop are still that Tatura Hilltop rower are still that team. They can match with the top sides, yet they get beaten by lesser teams like Stanhope. Mm. In this instance, I thought they might have. Um, I did. This is a, they're on about a par, I think, with yeah. Shep Park this season. But other seasons, they've always been very competitive, and then lose a game. To a lesser side. Yeah, and look, I certainly didn't expect the margin to be this heavy um, going into the game. Like, I expected, as you said, the sides to be pretty evenly matched and to go right down to the wire. I think we're about 25 or 27 shots up at the halftime break and um, and never really let them in, in with a sniff after that. Um, and, you know, uh, talking to Nick Boyd, who's, who was the man- manager before the game, he said they had a few out for different reasons, as, you know, a lot of clubs do at this time of year, and it sort of has impacted their depth. And um, I think, you know, if they can get a bit of stability with, you know, across their grades, they, you know, will go over there after Christmas and get a much stiffer contest. But um, certainly Park sort of... 
ticked off what they wanted to there and, and had a really strong win because uh, we know the next two weeks are going to be tough. Helped by the 27-shot uh, victory to Paul Nichols' rink with yeah. uh, Graham Myers and Mark Thorne and Shane Walsh as the uh, yeah. as front end. Well, Shane Walsh probably had his best game uh, definitely for the season, if not in his time at Shep Park leading for for Paul Nichols there, and he's having another really strong season, Paul Nichols, and, you know, Brendan Boyd tried, you know, everything, you know, across the afternoon and, and, and not much went his way, but, um, yeah, certainly helps when you get a rink margin that wins by that uh, in the overall scheme of things, and, you know, the other couple of rinks, uh, Josh Warren got his confidence back with a good rink win, and Jeff Boyle as well had a tight contest against Nick Boyd, and then Peter Lasseur and Paul Warren had a draw, which was probably a fair result, um, you know, Peter Lasseur sort of uh, got got some really good results in the, in the, into the head there. That's the cut back a couple of times or drew shots. So um, all in all, it's pretty impressive for for Park to get over the line seventeen one by forty odd shots. Uh, it was a good it was a good uh, comeback from the previous uh, week. Yeah, yep. Stanhope defeated Marupna by only seventeen shots. Got sixteen. Got one three rinks to one rink. Yep. Oh, I thought that's a credible performance by Marupna. by Marupna. Yeah. Um, given that, you know, Stanhope's obviously picked up Crackers Keenan as their coach just in the last couple of weeks, and he's been playing third to Ben Fletcher, who had another win. So that's obviously giving him a lot of confidence there, having an, such an experienced third. And, you know, um, keep a watch on Stanhope because the next two weeks they've got East Shepparton and Shep Park's got Coabram. So things could quickly turn in their favour in terms of their top four chances if, uh, if they keep their moment, momentum up the next two weeks. That certainly could. Uh, Shep Golf in the match of the the year and a replay last year's grand final defeated a weakened Tally Garupna by only seven shots, but they won three rinks to one. Yeah, look, this one was pretty close right up until the last sort of three or you know five ends or so. Um, it went right down to the wire, which going in I wouldn't have expected it, knowing the outs that Tally had. One being you know sort of Mark Ryan, one of their skippers. Kyle Pugh did a great job stepping up from third to skip in that ring to knock off the Shep golf coach, Brett Foley, which is a huge result for him. Um, but, you know, the other the other couple of rinks, um, Alan Dover, Mitch Sidebottom was sort of a scrappy affair from all reports and uh, pretty tight. Uh, and then, you know, um, Brad Orr played David Dawes and, and that was pretty close as well. So there wasn't really one rink that decided this one. And I think it's probably more indicative. I think golf... Um, has probably got a few that maybe are playing below par at the moment and that they would expect high, or I know Brett would probably expect high standards from all of his 16, and I don't think they're fully settled on their combinations yet. So um, they're doing enough to just squeak by, and, you know, obviously they belted Park the week before, so they'd be happy with where they sit. They haven't dropped one yet, but there's still a lot of room for improvement, and I think that's a scary proposition for the rest of the competition, to be honest. Yeah, well, it definitely is. Uh, but but look, their, their twos have dropped their past couple. So in terms of um, how they're going and what they can possibly bring in to the ones, if if there are a couple who are performing below par, maybe the depth's not as great as we, we thought it would be going into the season because the, the, the Division 2 form's been a bit indifferent the last couple of weeks. So there's a yeah, few things to work out. certainly is. Now, what are we going to do a week? Yeah, review. Yeah, we'll do a review of today's action, Brian. We'll uh, we'll bring it up here in a second. So we're up to, I think we're up to about round nine in some of the, the midweek competitions. And do you know how many you've got left before Christmas, Brian? 
another two games, the 20 of his are fill-in for Division 1 and I think Division 5, and the rest of us, we haven't got it. We just, we're, we're scheduled to play on that date anyway. So okay. we will all be playing the next two weeks, all Tuesdays. Right. Perfect. Looking at Division 5, Round 7, um, and there'll be the make-up to um, come, of course. E. Shepparton went to Avenal, had a good win, 51 shots to 33, 12 points to 2. Marupna swept Violet Town, 35-28, uh, 14-0. Urara also swept Rushworth, 44-31, 14 points to 0. And Park went over to Colbo, which is not easy, but they came away with a 42-32 clean sweep success there in Division 5. Division 4, Murchison had a clean sweep win over Shep Park, but only won by 8 shots in the end, 58-50. Uh, Merrigan went down to Dookie, 14-2, 45 to 66. took one point off of Tatura Hilltop, but it wasn't enough in a 64-37 defeat. Uh, Alexandra, 16-0 over East Shepparton, comfortably with a 37-shot victory there, if my quick maths is correct. <laughs> and uh, in a bit of a derby, Eildon played Seymour, 16-0 uh, to Eildon, 78-49. Division 3, lopsided results with the order of the day today. Round 9, Namurka far too good for Marupna Golf. 39 shots, uh, 98-59, clean sweep. Uh, Seymour VRI also claimed all the points against Urara, 84-58. East Shepparton and far too good for Shep Golf. Also 39 shots, uh, 83-44. Avenal, big winners over Nagambi at home, 103-37. to That's huge, uh, 16 points to zero. The only result that didn't go... Um, 16-0 with Shepparton Park. They only won one rink, but it was enough against Kyabram. 71 shots to 62. Just looking at the winning rink for Shep Park. It was Barry Nelson, Glenn Edwards and Marlene Bartley and Val Gibbs. Pretty handy Division 3 rink. Beat Jam McFadgen 32-11. And that was decisive for Shepparton Park in Division 3. Division 2 was uh, almost the opposite. There was lots of tight games. Um, highlighted by Kyabram defeating Shepparton Park uh, despite only winning one rink, Phil Denham's rink won 36-12 over Bev Kale, who had Dennis Smythe and Mark Smythe in her rink as well. So a pretty strong Div 2 rink there. But yeah. um, obviously, uh, Kyabram, 78-72 winners in the end, 12-4. Uh, Tatura Hilltop also only won one rink, 12-4 over East Shepparton. Uh, but took out the victory 70-67. to uh, That Was was that your game today, Brian? It was. Yes, uh, Alan Houston went down. We won the other two rinks, but uh, they, they were the last rink to finish. We lost uh, what's the last four ends, and uh, just our bowl, our our contingent. And Alan had Johnny um, Crozier as his third, so, and Josie Mitchell and, and Jan Exton leading. Had a good side. Uh, Jeanette Overall bowled well, and so did Terry Gale. They must. They must have. And of course. The great um, Faye Atwood, she yeah. went brilliantly for them. They must add a few dead ends, Brian, to be playing four ends on their own at the end. Well, I don't know what the hold-up was. Yeah. They had one and dead end only, as far as I know. Okay. And then uh, Seymour won 14-2 over Marupna, 74-53, which was the uh, the biggest margin of the, of the round, although Marupna Golf 16-0 over Stanhope um, got all the points in a 12-shot victory. And uh, Shepparton Golf played Tallygarupna and won by seven shots but still managed to take out all three rinks, 16-0. And looking ahead to Division 1, the Edna Harling Shield, we'll start with Uroa v Rushworth. Uroa far too good there at Rushworth, which is a big result, 82-49, claiming all 16 points there. Good good effort by Uroa to go on the road there. 
moving on to Shep Park, hosted Seymour. They claimed all the points as well, 71-55. A good, tough win there. Kai Abram played Brian's mob, East Shepparton, and uh, at Kai Abram, 74 shots to 61. Bit of a turn up this one, I think. Brian, East Shepparton have been going reasonably well, but they went over to Kai Abram today. Only picked up one point. Kai Abram picked up 15, so that puts them right back in the mix, Brian. Yeah, Graham Barber drew, but Stacey Collier lost her first game. Yeah, to um, Mary Greco, I think. Yeah, yeah. so I, I thought East would win. They're on top of the ladder. Um, they're definitely a better side on the carpet, but they would have played on the front green over at Kine. It was bowled all right last Friday night, apparently. And it uh, leaves it as a very tight Division One ladder um, as we approach the festive season break. Yeah. Shepparton Park on top with 69 points, ahead of East Shepparton on 59 but then uh, the spread from second to fifth is only seven points. Uh, Shep Golf on 54, as well as Tatura Hilltop on 54. And then uh, Kyabram in fifth on 52. Yeah, and we just uh, I failed to mention Tatura Hilltop's result today. They knocked off Shep Golf, uh, 78 shots to 80, 14 points to two. Just looking at the rink results, Robbie Betson had a 30-27 win over Trevor Downey. But John Atwood skipping against Wayne Gribble, 25-22. And Rod Medill beat Chris Wright 26-18. And I will put my hand up. A couple of weeks ago on this show, I think I ruled out Tatura Hilltop's Division One Premiership defence. But hello, they've knocked off Rushworth and Shep Golf in the last two weeks. And all of a sudden, they're sitting fourth, uh, looking looking ahead to who they've got next week. Uh, I'm not too sure. Round, they've got to go right back to round two. So and then they're right back in the hunt now. They play Shep Park at home next week. So that'll be... An acid test for them, but they're certainly building momentum at the right time. So uh, that's your Edna Harling Shield wrap, Brian. Yes. Uh, do we want to have a one last break before we get into our uh, previews of this weekend's action? We serve. You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. All right, Brian, fire away. Okay, preview round eight, Division 7. I'm selecting Rushworth, who are first on the ladder to defeat Alex fifth, Seymour sixth to go down to Wielden fourth, and Violet Town third to defeat Avonall second. Okay, as that at home, is it for... Violet Town, yep. yep. Okay. Division 6, weekend round eight, Yaroa fifth, to defeat Shep Golf 8th, Park 3rd to defeat Yay 2nd in the match of the day. Stan Hope 4th, play Dookie 1st. I'll go for Dookie in that one. And Marupna 7th, host Kai 6th. And I'm selecting Kai Abram. Division 5, round 8. Sorry, round 10 for Division 5. Tad Hill top 7th, play Alex 1st. Alex to have a comfortable win. East 8th, play Colbo 2nd. Um, this could be an upset, but I'll go for Colbo. Violet Town ninth, um, VRI rather, ninth, play Dookie third. Dookie, a big win. Murchison fifth, host Eildon at home. And I'm going for Murch. And Marupna Golf tenth, play Merrigan sixth, and it's a win for Merrigan. Division four, Yaroa third, play Seymour eighth, Yaroa to win. East seventh, play Park sixth, I'm going for East. On their carpet, Tad Hilltop fourth, play Tally fifth, Tad Hilltop to win. And Kai first, play 
VRI second. Oh, match going for the home side in the match of the round. Yeah, it should be a, should be a good one. That one. Hopefully, VRI is at full strength. Let's hope so. Weekend round eight for Division Three. We got Chep Park fifth hosting Rushworth fourth. I think Rushworth will bounce back, but this would be the match of the day or the second match of the day. We got uh, Seymour first playing Stanhope in second spot. Yeah, this will be a good one. I'll go for Seymour at home, that home ground advantage. Always tough, it. yep. They've got all their greens open now and... It's a credit to their, you know, their volunteers and the people working there to get them up so quickly yeah, after what's happened. Yeah, I was talking, happened. Yeah, talking to Robbie Baldwin yesterday and he said the greens have all been... They've um, lifted the carpet up. Um, Berry, Berry's come up who do the synthetic carpet. Yep. And they've... Um, Lifted half it up and repaired it, and it's running all right. That's all right. Avenal eighth, play Marupna sixth. I'm going for Avenal at home. Okay. And Shep Golf seventh, host Nagambi, and I'm going to go for Nagambi. Yep. Righto, Division two, Shep Golf second, play Yaroa third. Match of the day, Shep Golf. Uh, this has got a bit of spice in it now, I think. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the golf sides uh, given that they've dropped the last couple that they w- probably would have expected to win. And uh, Yaroa, this is obviously their top side and got a lot of experience with the likes of Ken Sutcliffe and you know Shane Drysdale and Bill Taylor. Um, but I think you know golf will be really hungry to bounce back and uh, I think they'll get the job done 16-2, I think. Yes, I wouldn't argue with that. Shep Park, sixth, play East Shepherd and fourth. Now, all these teams will be playing each other again the following round. Yes. Just reverse the draw. Yep. Uh, I think East can go to Park. We're in the four. Park had a good win last week. But if we, I'm confident we can knock Park over. Yeah, look, I think um, Park sort of struggled with unavailabilities as a lot of clubs have. And, and it's hard to sort of um, read the form lines, I think, because there's so many people going in and out of different grades. You know, um, I sort of looked at Shep Park's side, uh, side last week on paper and, and thought they'd really be battling to beat Shep Golf, but lo and behold, they, they caused the upset. So um, what would I know? But uh, I think I think Shep Park at home are a much better side. It'll be interesting whether this one's outside or on carpet. Uh, I think Shep Park can get the job done. Yeah, fair comment. Tally fifth play, Tad Hill top seventh. And I'm going to go for Tally at home. They'll uh, they'll have a few back in the twos this week with the guys in Division One returning to that squad, so it'll push uh, probably the likes of Brandon Baldwin, uh, Terry Lee White back down to Division Two, which will give them a boost, and I think they'll be too strong for Tad Hilltop. Yes, and Marupna Golf eight host Kai Abram first. I can see Kai having a clean sweep, even though it's at Marupna Golf. Yeah, I think they'll be far too strong. Their form lines would suggest that they're the ones to beat in Division Two so far. Righto, weekend preview division one. Kai second play Park third in the first of two matches against each other. Yes. As you touched on before, I'm going for Kai Abram at home. Yeah, look, I think we're under no illusions as to the task ahead, given that, you know, Kai Abram should have beaten Shepherd and Golf a few weeks ago and they've, you know, they've been uh, undefeated since uh, that contest. Um, and, look, just their depth across the board, particularly with their skips and their thirds, probably far out or definitely far outweighs, you know, what we've got there. 
um, with the recruits that they've brought in. It'll be interesting to see who the fourth skipper is because obviously Alex Marshall will go out of that side from the previous Friday. Um, so whether it's Connor Truan that goes back there, it might be Glenn Fields. Uh, I'm not too sure, but um, they've certainly got an embarrassment of riches to pick from. And, you know, uh, it's going to be a really tough challenge for our guys to go over there. And, you know, I think uh, if we can try and pinch a couple of rings, that'd be a good place to start, which, you know, um, a couple of weeks ago, we were thinking the same thing against Shep Golf and it wasn't to be, but really important. I think the next two weeks that Park doesn't get swept twice because, you know, as we mentioned, there's Stanhope breathing down our necks and they've got East Shepparton. So um, we could easily be on the outside looking in come Christmas if, we, if we're not on our game. Is that the, is that the best way you, you've found to approach it, that to, to package it up as almost you, you, you're playing eight rinks against mm. Kyabram? Yep. How many um, you win across that is probably more important than whether you can win one game and, and lose one in terms of mm. uh, probably the makeup of the sides. Mm. Stanhope's 23 points um, behind you on the ladder and obviously, as you said, play East twice. Yeah. It, it's it's not an ideal – it's not an exact science and, and it, it, nothing is to say that you have to be sitting in the four heading into Christmas. You know, draws are all different and all that. Yeah. But it does feel a bit better if you're sitting in third or fourth um, going into the break than, than anywhere else. Certainly knowing that we won't have to play Kybram again after Christmas, so sort of the, the only tough games – uh, you know, against higher placed opposition at the moment, or bet what I would consider better opposition would be against Tally and Shep Golf after Christmas. So that's two out of the six that would be left remaining. Um, so uh, you sort of do the numbers a little bit and work out, you know, um, which games you'll be a better chance in. And you know, I think it, it's just realistic to suggest that you know they've got a lot better bowls than us. So theoretically, they should should beat us comfortably overall. But you know, on the day, Brian, as you well know that. Anyone can beat anyone on their day. And, you know, Josh Warren will have got a lot of confidence out over winning his rink last week. So, you know, suddenly we can, you know, um, you know, look at him as a chance to win his rink this week. Um, you know, uh, Paul Nichols is going really well and Jeff Boyle's been pretty solid as well. And it's up to Paul Warren's rink to sort of bounce back after a couple of subpar weeks. So, um, you, you know, you, you win two rinks and you might win them both by 10. Well, there's 20 shots and then you hope the other two you know, around the mark, and that's sort of you, you try and split them in half a bit. So we'll see how we go. Yeah, I think, look, I think Kai will, will win. But as you said, I think your park's more than capable of taking three rinks across the two games and, and holding on to fourth. Um, but, yeah, I think probably Kai 16-2 over there, and uh, it's probably more likely that you might jake a couple back at home next week. Yeah. Yeah, Kai 16-2 for me. Uh, Tally fourth, host Tad Hilltop, who was sixth. Uh, Tally should have a comfortable victory at home, I reckon 16-2 by about 30 shots. Yeah, look, they'll have uh, a two, or two or three to come back this week, so Mark Ryan will be a huge inclusion. Scott Adams was out last week as well, so, um, you know, or, already there, that's that's a big boost to their depth. And, look, I think um, Tad Hilltop sort of uh, would have been a real dent to their confidence in their finals aspirations last week, and... Um, Obviously, playing tally the next two weeks, it's uh, it's going to be a tough ask for them. Otherwise, you know they could be really behind the eight ball going into the second half of the season if they want to try and nab that fourth spot. So, I think tally will be far too good this week, uh, and yeah, it'll it'll make Tad Hilltop's life a bit more difficult. Agreed. Although uh, Brett Foley did describe the green as tricky uh, out there at tally uh, after the weekend, but uh, obviously the the issues that they've had 
across the pre-season and the early season have has been well documented. Which is code for ordinary, I think. But, um, look, a lot of clubs are in the same position and, you know, um, they obviously adjusted to it well enough to win and they've only got four rinks that they can use at the moment. So it's a bit of a logistical nightmare. If they've got two sides at home, which they did last week, one of their sides has got to find somewhere else to play. So hopefully after Christmas, you know, because I've always had good experiences at Tally's Greens and the, and the green crew do a fantastic job out there. It's just Apart the from the flies, obviously. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, I've always had good experiences with their greens and I'm sure after Christmas they'll get them running as, we, as people would expect. But um, I think they'll be far too strong for Hilltop over there. Yeah, 18-0 for me. Yeah, 18-0 for me. Marubna, eighth. Play Shepherd and Goal first, and mm. it, it's at Marupna, but uh, they come up short against East, even though it was East. Credible against Stanhope last week, but they're playing what the team I call the mean machine, and I reckon I'll be mean and um, keen to give uh, Marupna a welcome to Division 1. It's certainly uh, <coughs> unfortunate fixturing uh on one hand, but, you know, if you're Marupna, you go into the next fortnight going, well, we've got two bites of the cherry to, to do something special against the best team in the past decade. Why not? Why not us? Yeah, and look, I think um, you probably hit the nail on the head, Brian. I think there, there's a few little holes in golf side at the moment that aren't firing on all cylinders, and I reckon they'll be looking at these two games to try and fine-tune a little bit, whether it's switching combinations or, um, you know, uh, really trying to put blokes under the pump to perform um, and, and really cement their spot. Uh, it's, it's a good opportunity for golf to get a few things right before Christmas and then really launch in the back half. I, I, you know, I think they'll be too strong in the next two weeks. But. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see a few positional changes yeah. um, in the next two weeks, even after after this round, even. Yeah. And, look, might, you know. and, there's peop- and there's people always knocking on the door. Like, you know, Mac Truen's out injured at the moment and the word is that he'll, he'll be right to go after Christmas. So there's a leader there that... You know, um, can easily come into the side. You've got the likes of John Hallam and and uh, Paul Truen and Brad Robinson in the twos. Who, you know, uh, they're they're great competitors who won't be. You know, they'll be itching at the bit to get another opportunity in Division One. So um, everyone will be on their toes. And I think it starts this Saturday with you know trying to make sure that they really put the clamps down on on Marupna. Agreed. East seventh, host Stanhope fifth. Ooh. Okay. And this will be an interesting encounter, but I think Stanhope's form is superior to East. And even though it'll be on the carpet, uh, possibly indoors, mm. could be outdoor, Who I wouldn't really know. It depends on the selectors, where they want to put the team. But uh, I think Stanhope can win this 14-4. I think East could snag a couple of rinks. Yeah. But uh, I think with... Uh, Benny Fletcher with uh, Crackers Keenan as his third um, will be very difficult to beat that rink and perhaps um, Greg Fitzpatrick's had a good season, won three games. Yeah, yep. I think those two rinks are the key for Stanhope. If they win, I think they'll um, get over East by about, oh no, about 18 shots. What do you think is East's best chance of landing the upset, in or out? Oh, outside. Yeah, I think I think I agree too. I think they play that green much better, and um, just with the the extra pace of it, and 
um, you know, you can prepare um, on that much better, I think. Um, whereas sort of the indoor, after a few ends, you can sort of adjust to it a lot better. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. Jack Spence is obviously in really good form with his rink and had the big win last week against Jeff Beattie. So, you know, that rink will go in confident that they can get some points. Um, I think it'll be tight too, Brian, but I think Stanhope's sort of momentum and they've got a little bit more to play for, I think, at this point in the year. And if they can tick this one off, they'll go back home super confident the week after that they can finish the year with two straight wins. Yeah, well, Jack Spence's rink, um, Whippet played third. Yep. Warren Bovel, I'll get his name right for once. <laughs> Warren Bovel, um, Les Norton, yep, and Gary Lovell, all bowled well. It wasn't just I was told that by one of the team, and it wasn't just jacked. It was a yep. team effort, yeah, which is um, really good. And let's hope they uh, to the four again this Saturday against Stanhope if they uh, they have any chance. Yeah, look, I think uh, I agree that Stanhope. We'll probably sneak over the line and then might have a bit of a bigger win the week after. All right. Well, we might leave it there for the weekend or for the week, Brian. Uh, th- you know, we've, we've covered a fair bit of ground and it'll be exciting. Uh, we might as well just rinse and repeat next week, haven't we, with the previews and reviews, Brian? Uh, got everyone playing each other again. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens this week and uh, some sides might... We might change our mind, but I doubt it. I don't think I'll be changing my <laughs> tips. Uh, sounds good. Thanks very much for joining me on another episode of After the Jack, Brian and Ash. We'll see you next week. See you next week. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.